Welcome to the Harvest House Church Sermon of the Week podcast. Our vision is to empower each person to know God, experience freedom, and discover their purpose to make a difference. Enjoy the message from this past Sunday. Yeah, let's give it up for our worship team, man. Wasn't that awesome? So good. Lock and load here. Everybody doing okay? Well, it's great to see you. I uh, had a sense as I was in worship that God might want to touch a few people. If you're here and you need healing in your body, I'm not going to embarrass you or anything. I'm just going to ask you to stand up, and I want to pray for you. Does anybody need any healing in their body? Just stand where you are. If, you would, if you're around them, maybe just extend your hand to them or touch them. But let's just believe. He, the Lord told us to ask, so that's what we're going to do. Father, we thank you that you're the, the great healer. Jesus, you're the great physician. You know our bodies inside and out. You created us. And so, Lord, you, you told us to ask. You told us to lay hands on the sick and they would recover. So by faith, Lord, we're, we're just praying for the people in our body that need healing. We simply ask you, Father, in Jesus' name, heal. Heal in Jesus' name. We take authority over any pain, any ailments, and we just say, be gone in Jesus' name. And we release the goodness of the kingdom of heaven, the goodness of of God into your bodies, and we all just say, be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. I want to start believing for more. Start asking for more. And I believe we're going to see it more. I think you've heard me say, if you want to see things you've never seen before, you've got to be willing to do things you've never done before. So let's just make that a part of what we do to to start asking. Well, this morning we're going to talk about Thanksgiving. No, it's not November, it's actually July. But we're going to talk about Thanksgiving this morning. And I, I I want you to remember three things today and then as you leave. It's a real simple scripture in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Bless you. I was reminded of a, when I, I first, Sandy and I first went into ministry There was a younger couple, Jonathan and Melissa Helser. I'm sure you've heard of them. But they used to come and do worship nights for for our youth group. There'd be like 50 or 100 kids, and we would all come in, and we were really big about praying at the beginning, just lifting up the whole night, praying. But one thing I caught from Jonathan and Melissa, they were only in their like early 20s. And after all the kids would leave, We'd be on our way out the door. The last kid would leave and we'd close the door. And then Jonathan and Melissa would always say, let's return thanks back to God for what he's done tonight. 
And it was something that I caught then, and I've never forgotten it, to always run back and thank God for what he's done. And in this story, if you have your Bible, Luke 17, 11 through 19. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go, show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed, they were healed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. If you look in scripture in the New Testament, there's this Greek word. You've probably heard people mention it. There's a ministry called sozo. Well, the word sozo appears over 110 times in the New Testament. It's a Greek verb or action word meaning to be saved or rescued out from under Satan's power and restored into the wholeness of God's order and well-being. It is used to mean saved in the sense of being saved from eternal judgment for sin. It is used to mean healed of a disease. It is used to mean delivered from demonic oppression. In fact, it can mean all three of these at the same time. So if you were to read the scripture, Jesus came to seek and save the lost. Then all three of them, sozo, he came to not only to save, but to heal and to deliver. So it's a powerful word. And if you read this story, something really interesting. In verse 14, the one that all, all of them were healed at one time. But nine of them received, not a sozo, the word healed there was another word in the Greek that means healed only. Now when you look at the last verse 19, and he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. The word well there is sozo in the Greek. So the guy that came back and thanked him in verse 15, came back praising God in a loud voice and threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. He got the total package. He got more than just his skin disease healed. He got his emotional healing. He got his physical healing. He got his spiritual healing. He was saved, he was healed, and he was delivered all in one. So it's so important, not only do we pray for God to do things, but we return quickly and thank him. Have you ever prayed before God answered your prayer and you, you totally forgot to go back and thank him? Have you ever prayed a prayer before and like six months later, you, you forgot you even prayed it? And then you're like, oh, God, man, God, you did it. 
You answered my prayer. So it's like huge that we're, we remember to go back and thank him. I noticed something else when I read this. The word loud voice in verse 13. And he, all 10 of these guys called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. If you know anything about leprosy, back in the day, once you contacted leprosy, you were out. You were out of society. You, you, if, you, if anybody got near you, you'd have to scream out, unclean, unclean, and people would scatter because it was deadly. But I noticed two times it said, in a loud voice. In verse 13, it said they cried out in a loud voice. And then, oh, that's the, and in a loud voice, he came back in verse 15, praising God. And what I realized when I read the loud voice part, so often when we pray to God, we're really loud about what we want. Oh, God, I need this, I want this. But how loud are we in the coming back part? How loud are we in the thanksgiving part? And it's so important that both of them mingle together because God wants us to ask him for things. God's excited about that. Have you ever been out to eat and bought someone a meal and they didn't even thank you for it? Have you ever bought anything for your kids and they forgot to come back and thank you? It feels so much better when people thank you for things, doesn't it? How do you think God feels when we're just as loud coming back as we were shouting, God, have mercy on me. God, heal me. God, touch me. It's, the word sozo is like a breakthrough. So when you see that word sozo, it's a breakthrough. It's three-dimensional blessing. It includes physical healing, emotional, and spiritual. Let's go to another verse. I have quite a few verses I want to read this morning. Philippians 4, 6 through 8, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition or supplication, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. The word thanksgiving, you ever send an email to someone with an attachment or, or received one with an attachment? The important part is the attachment. And I wanna just help us recognize that I think thanksgiving is the attachment. When you send God an email, when you send God a prayer request, you don't forget the attachment of thanksgiving. And so often it's like this. You start thanking God like you're praying about your finances and you start saying, God, I thank you that you're meeting all my financial needs. When you're thinking about life, I thank you for abundant life. I thank you. You start thanking him for all that he's already done and all that he's doing. But like there's so much that's happening underneath the surface when we pray. We're not seeing it in the physical yet, but there's so much in motion in the spirit. And so it's important to come with that thanksgiving part. About a month ago, the, the youth left for a mission trip or a beach trip 
and I asked Aaron if I could give him a little word of encouragement. And I gave him this little one-liner. It's in Philippians 2.14. It says, do everything without complaining or arguing. I've been on, <laughs> my wife and I have been on hundred, literally about 100 youth trips because we were in youth ministry about 20-something years. I said to them, I said, if you can remember one thing, every time you get ready to complain, you replace it with thanksgiving. Every time you get ready to say how hot it is, how crappy the food is, every time you get ready to complain, you just replace it with thanksgiving. When Aaron got back, he said, dude, that devotional was for the youth leaders, not the, not the youth. <laughs> he said, we got a lot out of that the whole week. The Lord speaks in circumstances, but how are we going to react? I had a real sobering thing happen about eight years ago. My daughter was a senior in high school, and she played volleyball, and our two boys played soccer. And we were putting three kids through Christian education, and if you, you know how expensive that can be. So we were, both, we were in the ministry, and Sandy worked at the school, and she was working two or three jobs, and I was working two or three jobs, and we were just trying to get it done. And I was, you know, when your kids play sports, you have a lot of uniforms, a lot of dirty socks, a lot of dirty everything. And I was washing clothes because I wanted to help Sandy out. And when I was washing the clothes, I was complaining. I was really complaining. And I was getting angry about it, actually. And the Lord stopped me. And he said, before you blink, this season of your life will be over. It was sobering that day. Have you ever prayed for a baby and then you complain when you have to get up in the middle of the night? <laughs> have you ever complained about changing the poopy diapers and all that? Well, that season will be over before you blink. So it's so important that we're, we learn to be thankful in every situation and that we give thanks back to God for the seasons that he takes us through because that's our, that's our story. He's developing a story in all of us and it's so important that we learn to be thankful in the midst of it. I'm gonna lead you or take you through some verses this morning and uh, one of them I don't have a, a slide for it, but if you could just flip over real quick in your Bible or on your phone to Psalm 100. It's a real common verse, but I just want to say it. I just want to read it. It says, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. I've been practicing this. I see this in my vision. When I come before him with with thanksgiving, I see these gates. It's like I see the gates just open up and I walk into his presence through thanksgiving. 
But I noticed something else. I'm sports-minded, and when I saw the word courts, I was thinking about when the basketball team's lined up and the coach calls you in and you enter the court. You know, I don't believe we're even in the game if we're not thanksgiving and, and, and praise. So let's get in the game. Let's enter the court where his presence is. Enter the place where thanksgiving and praise are. Because I don't know about you, but I want to be in the game. I don't want to sit on the sidelines. I want to be in his presence. And it says in his presence, there's fullness of joy. These are a couple, I call them one-liners. They're just real quick. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Can we say that together? You ready? Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. There's a psalm dedicated to that. Every time they say something great about God, then they echo his love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord. He's good. He really is. It's more than just a saying God is good, you know, all the time. It's, it's real. He's really good. And giving thanks to him is like amazing. If you've got your phone or Bible, turn with me to Psalm 16.3 real quick. 16.11, excuse me. I just said, I think earlier, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. When I'm in his presence, I can't help but rejoice always. Because it says in his presence, there's fullness of joy. There's overflowing joy when I'm in God's presence. And so that's where you rejoice always. It says in James 1:17, every good and perfect gift comes from above, comes from the Father of lights. Every good and perfect gift comes from him. We have so much to be thankful for. Here it is. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You ever wanted to Know what God's will for you is? There it says it right there. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Rejoice always, pray continually. I'm talking to God and I'm listening to God. I'm talking, I'm letting him talk. I'm not just one way. I'm not just me pray and me leave. No, I'm going to pray and listen or I'm going to sit still. You ever thought about going, if you lived in ancient times and you went before a king you would not go into the king's presence blabbing your mouth. You would go into the king's presence and you would wait for him to speak to you. You ever thought about going into God's presence and just waiting on him? You ever thought about just, thank you, God. Before you start asking, you just come before him and you just thank him. So good to be in your presence, God. So good to be in your presence. Have you, have you thought about Romans 8, 28, that God works all things out for the good 
of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So if God's working all things out for my good, then I can rejoice and give thanks in all circumstances. Because if he's got my back, if he's got me, I'm not saying, I know people in this church have faced some really tough difficulties. But what I'm saying is when we learn to thank God that something good will come out of it. Something good. God can work all things out for good. That he's working. I heard Bill Johnson say this. My wife and I were doing a devotion. He said, the absence of thanks of the absence of thankfulness leaves the door wide open to sin. Think about it. The absence of thankfulness leaves the door wide open to sin. When I forget to go back and thank God, it's all about me. It's all about what I've done. It's all about what I can do. And we forget how good he really is and we start elevating ourselves. When it's so important, it says, he also said, thankfulness carries an attitude of humility. When I'm thankful, when I'm grateful, I'm carrying humility in my heart and in my life. I love this verse here, Colossians 4.2. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Notice the word watchful and thankful together. So when I devote myself, my, myself to prayer and I'm talking to God and he's talking to me, then out of that, I'm going to be watching for something to happen. When I'm devoted to prayer and in my prayer closet or I'm praying to God, then I'm going to be expectant. So when we pray, we need to start expecting things to happen, things to shift in the atmosphere. But the attachment is the thanksgiving part with it. When we're devoted to prayer, but we're also devoted to watching and thanking God. Have you ever noticed that like people sometimes have a tendency to lean toward negative? Like, man, there's a 40% chance of rain today. Well, there's a 60% chance it's not going to. You know, it's how you look at things. I, I want my life, and I believe God wants our lives to be full of thankfulness, gratefulness for all that he's done, all that he's going to do, for who he is, just who God is. He's great and worthy of our praise. I heard something interesting. Uh, an older gentleman by the name of Derek Prince. He was around a long time ago in the 70s. Great writer, teacher. He said, if you have 10 minutes to be with God, take eight minutes and worship first. Spend the last two minutes in prayer. See, what happens is when I position myself in thanksgiving and honor to God, then I pray, out of place, I pray out of a place of gratefulness and thankfulness. The, the verse that I mentioned, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. If I just, have you ever experienced this? You're fearful 
are worrying, and then you pray from that place of fear and worry. But if I'm positioned in a place of thankfulness and I'm worshiping God, then I'm going to pray out of a place of faith. I don't want to pray out of fear. I want to pray out of faith. Does that make sense? So when we position ourselves and we spend time in worship to God and thankfulness to God, then my heart's in a place to hear God and I remember how great he really is and that he can respond in this situation. The enemy wants us to get fearful and fret and then start just just praying a bunch of stuff when he wants us to be at peace. You know the peace that passes all understanding? It goes past what you and I understand. It goes past what we know. It's that kind of peace when I'm in his presence and I pray from that place that I'm praying in faith, believing that God's going to come through. When we pray, we need to start expecting things to happen because he's good. When your kids ask you for something and it's in your realm to do it, don't you try your best to do it for them? Of course you do. And God wants to respond to our prayers the same way, but it's in faith. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since as members of one body, we were called to peace and be thankful. There it is again, and be thankful. But I want the, I want the peace of Christ to rule in my heart. Not fear, not doubt, not unbelief, but I want peace to rule in my heart. And is Jesus the prince of peace? Yes, he is. And be thankful. It just keeps saying it over and over. We could just, I'm just, I just want us to get in a place this morning where we're thankful. And we recognize that God is good and he has great things for us. I will praise God's name in song and glorify him with thanksgiving. Look at that for a moment. Have you ever asked God or told God, God, I really want to glorify you with my life. I really want to glorify you in everything that I do. Well, there's the answer. Glorify him with thanksgiving. When you and I thank God, we're glorifying him. We're honoring him. We're magnifying him every time we give thanks to him. We're magnifying him, making him bigger and bigger. And one of the things I've, I've been saying for years, I want Jesus to become famous in Boone. I want Jesus, wherever we are, we want Jesus to be famous there. I want people to be talking about how great God is, how great Jesus is. I want to tell you this, this story about how I was learning to be thankful and I've been working out for, for quite a while, and I work out at this gym in High Point. I've been working out there about 30 years. It's a real rustic, like, old-school gym. Like, there's a lot of big dudes in there. And I, I will, I'll go in there sometimes, and I'll pray for people, and I'll talk to people about Jesus. Well, this one guy hated it. And so every time I would go to this guy, he was jacked. I mean, he had big old arms and tats all down his biceps. And I would go to him and I'd say, hey, man, how you doing today? And 
he would just look at me like, I'll kick your butt if you say another thing. So I'd just go on about my business and start working out. Every day I would go in and I would see him. I'd say, hey man, how you doing? He'd just look at me. He would not even give me the time of day. So I said, Lord, what am I going to do about this guy? I, I'm like looking over my back to make sure he ain't going to chunk a weight on me or something. So he said, start praying for him. Start blessing him. Start being thankful for this guy. I did that for a while and I kept saying hey to him. The guy still would not talk to me, but I did get one thing out of him. I said, hey man, how you doing? He started going. That's all he would do. He wouldn't say hey to me or talk to me. He would just, hey man, what's up? That's what he would do. And I was like, God. So every day, whether I get any more response than that, I'm going to still pray for this guy. Are you in a circumstance at your job, at your work, that's difficult? Have you ever thought that by thanking God for the circumstance? You know, it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Have you thought about the circumstance by giving thanks, the Lord might be developing perseverance in your life. He's wanting to develop maturity in you. He's wanting you to grow up. He's wanting us to grow up in Christ. So if we could think today, if we could start saying, I'm going to rejoice always. What I've been trying to do is every time I go to bed, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing on my lips is praise to God. Even when I have to get up in the middle of the night and use the bathroom, I still, that's what I get up and I say, thank you, God. Thank you. And I start giving him praise for something. Then when I wake up six or so, I start thanking God again. If you could, like a reminder, it could be your, something that happens every day on your phone or something, but you just are reminded every day to give thanks back to God. That you're going to do the three things. Rejoice always. You're going to pray continually. And then you're going to believe. Like you're going to have in your prayers, I'm going to believe and expect something to happen. And then I'm going to give thanks in all circumstances. Have you thought about thanking God for the person that irritates you the most at work? No, really, have you thought about it? That person might be the one that develops you, your character the most. Five years from now, you might be able to say, God, I thank you. That person brought so much newness to my relationship with you because I prayed every day I was around them. So God can do so much through circumstances if we'll remember to give thanks in every single one of them. Y'all tracking with me? Give thanks. Like it's so important. If the worship team, if they could kind of get ready wherever they are. I want to leave you with this thought in your circumstances that there's always a solution. There's always a solution. God has a solution always. So giving thanks in every situation is huge. 
if I can become a grateful person, a lot more people are gonna wanna hang out with me. I'm going to bring life. Have you ever hung out with some people and they were so negative and when you left, you just felt so drained? You're like, man. But what about if you change the atmosphere with Thanksgiving or you shift it? Could you stand with me? This might be a little difficult to do, but I just, we did it in the first service and I felt really strong about it and I feel really strong about it again, but you know that song, Come to the Altar, like in the Old Testament when God had people build altars, it was for remembrance. And I was just thinking maybe this morning we could all come to the altar and sing this song and we could just drop off any complaining, any ungratefulness and we could just decide that we're going to pick up thankfulness. Like that's going to mark you for the rest of your life. You're going to be a thankful, grateful person. You don't have to do it, but I'm just going to ask you to just kind of join us down here in worship, adoration to God. You know, the word worship in the Greek literally means to kiss. When we worship God and we adore him and we thank him, it's like you're literally kissing God because you're so intimate with him. So I just want to invite you to come. And let's give thanks to God together. There's so much power in that. And let's give him our best. Let's give him all of our worship. Let's give him our highest praise this morning. Yeah. Why don't we just ask God to give us grateful hearts? You know... I can't even love God unless he gives me the love to love him back with. I can't even praise him and give him thanks unless he gives me the thankfulness and the gratefulness to, to give it back to him. You know, every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights, rest upon us. So Father, we're asking you to fill us with thankfulness this morning that we would be known, we'd be noted as people of thanks. Not just at Thanksgiving, but all year long, Lord, we would literally be a people that are quick to run back to you and give you thanks. We would continually run back to you for the smallest things. Like a, a great parking place, you ask God for a great, a great parking place and he gives it to you. Like crazy deals that, you, that he gives us, like you're just so thankful you're just thanking him for everything that he's doing for you. God, we want to be crazy about our thanksgiving. So God, touch us this morning. Touch our hearts with thankfulness and gratefulness. Yeah. Can we just worship just a little bit longer? Just 
Let's just give our heart, let's just give our soul, our mind, our body, everything to God this morning. You can have it all, God. We worship you this morning. We just give our thanks to you. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To find out more about our ministry, visit hhcboone.org or find us on Facebook and Instagram at Harvest House Church Boone.